Why, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 195 of Extreme Peace UK podcast. Today is the 25th, of, 25th, it's not the 25th, it's the 20th of April, 2023, and I'm Nick, Extreme Peace UK everywhere. Today we have on the show is just him. Hello there, my name's Ross Light. You can find me everywhere underneath the name Ross Light. You can also find my link tree underneath the name Ross Light. Also, I am trying to raise over £3,000 for charity, one of them being Suicide Prevention, the Guide Dogs and autism awareness so make sure you check out all my social medias to see where i post about that and if you can please do donate dude you can put that in the um in the discord every now and then you know um and we'll all get on board uh because obviously you know we like to get in into the autism awareness uh if anyone didn't know me and uh me and ross are both autistic um yeah <laughs> and it's starting to look like me dude like the beard and everything we're looking like I won't say uh, that word, but a skinnier version and a bigger version. Fat. Don't, don't worry, I can, I can say it for you. Fat. I'm fat. Dude, dude, I tell you what, you're not fat. You're like a I'm unit. Sorry. I see that guy run into you full speed and just flip over. Oh, for those who don't know, not yeah, who don't know what Nick is talking about, when we went down to London, there was a guy who was running towards me. Instead of me moving out the way in my stubborn head, I was like, no, I'm not moving out the way for you. <laughs> You're in my way. <laughs> so he just and... stood there. The guy just went straight into him over his shoulder, flipped, and then called you a dickhead, which was quite funny. Um, <laughs> but yes, right. Uh, yeah, you'll notice there's only two of us on the show today. Um, and also as well, we've all my stream deck. Remember last week I said it got completely wiped. I've had yeah. to rebuild it just before the show. So if anything goes wrong, technical difficulties, um, I noticed the sound on the intro is way too high. I'm going to get that sorted out for next week. It gives them a bit of distortion to everybody. Hopefully my mic and your mic's all right. Um, and if anyone thinks it's not, let us know and we can work on it. Uh, because obviously I've been doing like, I've been so busy, man, trying to get stuff done. Um, but right, let's get into it. It's going to be a bit of a funny podcast. It's just the two of us. We're going to try and uh, wing our way through it. We've got a lot of games to talk about and a lot of stuff to talk about. And we just have to see how it goes. Um, the before we get into the podcast, as everybody knows, um, Ross has twisted my arm into getting into YouTube. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ross. I did say to you, you could take over the YouTube. And then I sort of taken that back because now I've got full control over it. I've gone so deep with it, man. Uh, but I know you're a busy boy anyway. So uh, I think I still use your help. But you can be there to help me try and get it off the ground. <laughs> I'm just happy you're getting into YouTube again because, like, it's uh, something you've been left on the table for a while and something I feel like you're improving quite a lot. This is how deep he's got into it, everyone. He asked me for a picture of my analytics on YouTube shorts. This is how deep Nick has got into YouTube at the moment. He's thinking about how can I make my shorts better. Yeah. <laughs> how can I get my shorts better? That's to make my legs look better. Exactly. Get, get them waxed up. Get make, make sure they're nice and clean, smooth. Yeah, get some bigger legs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the YouTube, um, what I've actually decided to do, Ross, so what the plan was before was I'm going to set up a YouTube, I'm going to try the shorts thing, I'm going to try putting like footage out all the time. And the idea was if we can build it up. But the thing is, remember I told you I got stitched up by Podbean, who do the podcast. We lost a lot of listeners yeah. over them, uh, and they was meant to give me ad uh, revenue, but they, that's that's not turned out. I think over the last six months, I've earned dollar twenty five or something. 
when Let's it go. when it should have been in that like hundreds of dollars. Um, and this is not due to me, by the way. I've got the numbers. Um, they haven't got the adverts to share out with us, um, and that's their problem. And then obviously YouTube came up at this point, um, and I put a couple of videos out on YouTube, and I've been quite shocked really to the amount of downloads. Like so. Now that we're using Podbean, the downloads have been a lot less, but YouTube seems to... What's good about YouTube is the videos are always there. So I don't have to be live to be to be growing on there. I'm growing anyway, live or not. I can see your little brain thinking away about what you was about to say, and then you held it back. Your lips were moving, but nothing was coming out. <laughs> oh, I was just going to go into something boring that people wouldn't like on here. Don't worry about it. I'll talk to you after the podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've started putting a few shorts out on that, and some of them have got some real like big numbers straight away. And the podcast, it actually has been getting around fifty or sixty on the first and second time I've put it out, and it was a bit of an odd one as well because uh, <laughs> GR five hundred two says I bet you're a grower. Hmm, who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, so what happened is I've put it out on YouTube, and it's got quite a, quite a few um, views on it for what I expected. So I decided instead of putting it out a week late, I'm going to put it out directly after the podcast. So it's going to be back practically live after the podcast, like the podcast normally is, but on YouTube. But for everybody that's a listener, the good thing about this is, is you can watch it back at your own time and you can watch it in full video. So you can see Ross dancing right now, like like some weird disconnected windmill runner. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's what I'm going to do. And there's not just that, there's going to be a lot of other stuff on there. So like I said before, if anybody wants to get on YouTube, it's just Extreme Piece of UK. Um, I really, 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 to get it off the ground, I really appreciate any um, subscribes. Obviously, they're free to do that. Uh, and any likes on any of our videos or a share if possible. Because um, if I can get that off the ground, uh, it'll always go out on the podcast app as well. But if I can get it off the ground on YouTube, it just gives us another hub where we can have lots of stuff for the community. So it won't just be my videos. There'll be a creator section. There'll be like a random section with just random stuff in it. Uh, there'll be gameplay from all of our people in our in our Discord. And this is everybody, not just the, the admins. I'm talking about you listening right now. If you've got a really good clip, just come on Discord, send it to me, um, and I'll get it up on... If I like it, I'll get it up on the YouTube shorts or on the YouTube videos. And I really want to push it, and I want to get it so the podcast... Uh, is known for going out on YouTube um, back-to-back and people playing them one after the other as they do. Uh, and that's what I just wanted to say. So any subs, any follows on YouTube. Um, we also have Discord subs. Anyone that's on Discord, Extreme Peace UK for Discord. Uh, anyone that subs on there, I really do appreciate it as well. That goes direct to me um, to help out with all the bits and pieces that we do uh, and to get more stuff going on, basically. So everybody that does that, thank you. And that's all I wanted to talk about at the beginning. Um, if anybody's got any podcast questions, put them in now, or you can send them into contact at extremepcuk.co.uk, or you can just put them in the room on the Discord, and we'll get them on the next show. Um, and yeah, the last thing is Trev and Gray. Gray's got some stuff come up. Trev, I'm not sure, uh, but he's busy. He can't make it tonight, so he'll be back next week. Um, right, let's get into this. So, <clears throat> clear the lips, the mouth, and the tongue. Are you ready to go, Ross? Are you ready for this? Yeah. I think I'm this is going to be... This podcast is going to be a beat down to Ross because I don't think you've ever done a podcast one-to-one with me, have you? No, I haven't. So this is going to be interesting. I've always had a little buffer there to keep away the nickness, but yeah. uh, I can't wait to get You better get them the smelling salts out, boy, because there ain't going to be no dropping off tonight. 
Um, right, the first game I want to get into is... So, I was on my Xbox, and I haven't played the Xbox for... I don't know, you might even be higher than me with the scores at the moment, because I haven't played it. Have you played it? Oh, play, I haven't played it recently, but last time I checked, I was at like a 1,000 gaming score in the past month. Ooh, so you probably are just in front of me. Um, if anybody likes to uh, do gamer scores, all you've got to do is add me, Extreme PC UK, and basically you'll go onto our list, my list, um, and then I can see who's winning the scores and stuff when I'm on the Xbox. Uh, and the funny thing is, I, I went on the Xbox because I just wanted to chill... Uh, play a game in the front room, because that's what I keep the Xbox for. I don't connect it to Discord or anything. I just sit there. And it's funny because I get messages on Discord saying, oh, I like this game. Like, Jammer was texting me this week. And I was just playing, and I looked up an hour later, and I was like, oh, Jammer's been texting me because he saw the title on Discord saying I'm playing this game. I went back. Well, I don't even know if it's back, because I'm not actually sure. Do you remember, it might be before your time, Civilization, it must have been five. If anyone knows, let me know. Shell, you might know. Civilization on the Xbox 360, I loved it. Uh, Civilization Gold is my favourite of all time, um, but I don't know what number it is. Um, love me some Civ. Um, basically, I saw it go on the Xbox um, on the app, and I was like, "Oh man, Civilization's out!" Like it must have been the one from before, so I downloaded it. I started playing it, and I was like. This is a totally new game. Now, I don't actually know if the game is a new game or not, because there's so many civilizations. But this is Civ 6. Um, and I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to play it on the console. So I sat downstairs, and I will say the controls I had to get used to, because obviously, I don't know if you know this. Have you ever played a, a civilization game? No, I have never played a civilization game, but I have played Tasked. Um task i think it is where basically you take over different countries and stuff like that yes but i don't think it goes in towards death yeah what civilization like that, is. but more like task is i think is where it's got like hexagons and you move around and stuff like that and you take things over i think civ is like that but it's got um a lot more graphical interface on it so you you, you see your army moving around you move people around like 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 strategic pieces um and it's turn-based, basically. And the good thing about Civilization is, and I don't know if you've done it in this one, because I haven't played the multiplayer, because I always play single-player when I play it. Um, and single-player, you just have to go... It starts off with, like, a basic clean map um, of land, and there's water and stuff like that. And you start off with one settler and one little, uh, like, barbarian-looking little hitty guy with a stick. Like, he's very... Hitty guy. Hitty guy. <laughs> um, I can't think of names. He's like a little warrior. Um, and what okay. happens is... You'll notice on the map there's like there's little pictures, so there might be like coal or it might be like fruit or it could be like uh, like a little farm. And what happens is you then have to get your settler, look around the land, and find a place where it looks good to start up a city. But whilst you're doing this, every other nation is doing the same thing. So you'll get turn one. Your character might only have one move, so it can move one hexagon, um, and then you can either look around the map for a better one or you can just build wherever you are. Now, I, I got the game. Before I get into the actual gameplay, I loved it and I'd done all the achievements on the old one, I believe. But the new one, um, I didn't realise is new. And so I started playing it on the console. The controls, like I said, were a bit... I had to get used to them. And I found that I kept pressing the wrong button and making other things happen I didn't want to happen. Um, yeah. Jankiness. So, yeah, so I played through a, a whole game, um, and I played it on normal level, normal difficulty, 
and I, f- I found it pretty hard and I got to the end of the game and I did I came something like eighth and I was like oh god man this this is pants so then I went I went upstairs and then the next day it was like I had a day to stream and I'm not gonna lie Civilization is not the game to be streaming dude <laughs> is it not I'm guessing people are backseat gaming all the way like oh, oh you wish... should be putting it over here no no I wish there were some backseat gamers in there I could deal with the backseat gamers I love them it's the no gamers that you've got to worry about. So when you go live and you play for like four hours and I think I got nine people in by the end of it. Um, but there's not a lot of there's not a lot of to talk. Yeah, because the thing is, the screen on your Twitch, the graphics on this game, I thought would be a lot better. So I moved on to my PC and I started streaming it. Um, and basically, it, it must be really hard for people to watch because if they come like, if, you know, like when you watch someone, you go out and you come back in and you go out and you come back in. This, this just gets hectic all over the map. There's things moving, pieces moving everywhere after a couple of hours. And it, it's like, I think Comic was managing to keep up because he actually came up to me afterwards and said, what's actually happened? What have I missed? Um, but what I've done is I got onto it on the PC and I started a whole new game. Obviously, I'd done a test game to see how it was running. And I became the Germans. And I basically, oh. I'm still playing it. I haven't completed it yet. Um, but I am winning. What happened was I started off taking over one area and I decided I was going to go for a science because you can win by basically scientific. So if you want to win by science, you have mm-hmm. to get so much, you have to build up your science in different levels and different areas because like, you build things in your cities and as you take over different areas, you build more and more stuff. And so I was trying to get universities and schools and and trying to do trade to get money so I could buy... Because if you do trade, you get money. And with money, you can buy stuff rather than wait time units for it. Because say, like, Ross, you wanted to get a university, it might be like, in this city, it's going to take you 50 turns. And as you go over the turns, you unlock stuff as you go. And obviously, if you're spending 50 turns trying to do a university, say, the other players might be doing something else, building an army against you. Yeah, can I ask something? What Go year is this game based in? Like, because if you're so, Germany and you're going through science, I'm kind of worried the path you're taking here, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, so basically, it starts off um, as, like, just after Caveman, I believe. You're just a bunch of warriors and some people just wandering around. Um, and it, it goes all the way through to the future. Uh, but because I was going for science... I had to get, like, to the space race, basically. Oh, thank you. My missus just gave me an iron brew. Love oh, you. Oh, iron brew. I do love an, an iron... island, that is. I, I do love an iron brew, man. Good brew of iron right there. Ooh, Where's Trev right now? Brew. Where's Trev right now? Drinking his iron brew, he's had something to say. Not you. Look, drinking the, drinking the cartons of cherry juice. Where you <laughs> switch from apple juice to now cherry juice. No, it's cranberry. It's much more healthy. Oh, cranberry, so you're just going to piss all night. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so basically I went for the science route and the idea behind this is you have to unlock everything. And I mean, this thing's detailed. It goes through the whole stages. It starts off with like the wheel and light and electricity and all the different stages of like um, like religion and stuff like that. Um, but as I went for science, you get near the end game and you've got to tick a load of boxes and I can't remember all of them, but like like one of them is nuclear devices. Um, uh, is it plutonium? Is it pl- it's plutonium, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's plutonium, um, and then it's like yellow cake uranium and stuff like that. Yeah, for so you have to go and learn all this stuff, and then you have to like mine it, or you have to trade it, because there's only a few of them on the map. And then you've got to get into the space race where you've got to build a, like um, an airport, and then it turned, it turned into an airfield, then an airport, then a space station. Then you have to get satellites into space. Then you have to do like a moon landing, and then you have to get to Mars, basically. And if you can do all of that, you're going to win the science. But all the time you're trying to win with science... You've got someone else who's trying to win by religion. You've got someone else that's trying to win by domination, by taking over like different cities and crushing people. And everybody yeah. can win by different things at different times. Um, and I played it for two whole streams of about five hours each. Uh, and by the end of it, there was a few people that was getting interested in the actual streams uh, and getting involved and seeing what was going on. But the game kept crashing for me on Xbox app. Really? Yeah, it was getting really annoying because it kept not saving the game. So in the end, I had to like manually set up a key. So after every go, I'm pressing it to like auto-save um, because I was losing like 10 goes at a time and forgetting what I was doing. And I was loading oh, okay. it back up. Um, on the second day that I was streaming, it crashed so bad, it crashed my whole computer, crashed the stream, everything. And I was like, oh, I'm going downstairs. I just left. Oh. Um, yeah, so I got back on, carried on again. Uh, Comic came up to me that night, and he's like, Nick, how far did you get? And I was like, look, I'm in the space race. Um, and I'm currently, because it scores you um, by all the different types, but it gives you an overall score. Because if it gets mm. to 500 turns, and no one's won by um, one of these certain directions, what happens is then is you can win if you've got the highest score after 500 points. Now, 500 turns, sorry. So I'm, I was all the way up. I was like all the way through the first 300 turns. I was like second or third by about 10 points. I managed to just scrape in front near the end because I just kept going science, science, science. Everything I was doing was science. Everything I was doing was trade because um, you get all trade routes going on where you're trading with other people. Um, and it got to the point where... I'm now, and I'm not finished, I will stream this to, if I get a chance over the next couple of days. Um, even though no one watches, I'm going to stream it just to just to finish this game off. Because I want to get the achievements, basically. And Yeah, the, achievement yeah. hunting. The thing is, 20 hours is a long time to get one 30-point achievement, isn't it, really? Oh, is that it? Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> is that all you get for 20 hours? Yeah, so then like, I have to start the game again. And then it'll be like, do it with religion, start the game again, do it with this. And it's like, there's all these different bits um, that you have to do, basically, to get all the achievements. But I will go through them because I love the game. And I love the last civilization as well. But anyway, I'm at the point where I've got the space station built. I've launched the satellite. And I'm currently researching nuclear weapons. Um, because you can actually drop a nuke on another city. It destroys oh, yeah. everything in the land a lot. Um so, Don't be historically accurate, Nick, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, you're saying about being historically accurate or whatever, um, for some reason, everyone's all right with me apart from Russia. They hate me. They're constantly on my case, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, Civ 6, it's really, really good game. Um, they do a different mode as well. Do you know what? If you work in a workplace, like in an office, um, and I, I don't know if they do it on this one. They did it on the last one. I'm sure they do it on this one. They actually do email version of the game. So if you've all got the game, what happens is it sends you an email, yeah, for, to do your one turn like chess. So over months and months and months, you can play this game one turn at a time, you and your friends. And it has to have about 20 players. You can look busy at work while not actually being busy. It's yeah. like, oh, yes, boss, let me just finish up this email. All right, farm, 
for minerals. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit like that. Um, but obviously only one turn at a time. And then what happens is it go around, like, I'll send you the email and you'll do your turn. You'll pass the email on to the next person. They'll do their turn. And it just goes around. You're loading the game, load out. Uh, which is a pretty cool little feature. You don't get that in nothing else. Like, that would get no, your... it's a unique feature that yeah, most that games would, don't do. That would get your day... Um... That would get your... Sorry, Leo's just trying to say goodnight to me. He just popped up here in his dressing gown. You can't come over. He, he won't come over, though, because he's dressing gown. Look, he wants to see his dressing gown. Come on, give a kiss. Come on, then, get in here. Do you want to kiss? Goodnight. <laughs> look, look, his little pink flamingo dress, look. <laughs> Night, mate. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I forgot. The flamingos put me off. Uh, civilization, how you can do email chain. Oh, yeah, so... And... So it would be cool if you was at work and you was doing this like your days well long, you're clock watching, and then all of a sudden you get an email. Oh, it's my turn again. Ten minutes later, oh, it's my turn again. You'd be waiting for that email to come in, wouldn't you? Refresh, refresh. Um, but they also do multiplayer on one map, so you can get like ten of you on and you can all play. Uh, you can do quick mode where it goes a lot faster through the game, so you can play a game in two hours um, and everybody can go against each other. Um, but I'm still playing the game and I'm going to keep playing the game. I don't know if I'll stream it again after I finish this. This go because people don't seem that interested in watching it and i find it quite hard to there's not many funny moments it's pretty dry you know like normally yeah. people come to my stream because they take the mick out of me but pretty dry on on your own um nothing to take the mick out of unless if they did a modded version of the game which i maybe be out there where the live chat could take control of some cities or some of your assets mm. Let's say if the chat voted for you to go one route and you'll have to go that route. Yeah. Or let's say you wanted to do something, but at, um, at any random time, it could pop up on the chat basically saying, hey guys, you have control over this decision right now. You can either let him go down the route he wants to go down, or yeah. you can completely mess up his stuff and make him religious. Yeah, that would make me quit, man. Because <laughs> if that's what happens, we're going to be talking about vampire survivors later on, and that's what happens in that. And you didn't even know about that, did you? We'll talk about no. that later on. Um, but yeah, uh, Shellbug says, uh, I only come to your stream to take the mickey. It's the same as everybody else, you know. Um, GR502 says, uh, your cast did a lot of uh, Civ 5 and 6 streams, but they used to play 4 to 6 persons on multiplayer, a lot of banter and such. Yeah, see, that would be different, but the times that I stream, there's never anybody around to stream with me, really. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it would work that well, but I'm going to finish this run, um, and then I'm going to keep it private. I'm just going to just rack up the achievements without telling Ross and just get in front of him. But you nah. should play it. Is it a game you'd play or is it too boring for you? Uh, might be a game I'd play. Is a lot of reading and writing in it? Or could I figure it out quite easily? Mm. So there's not a lot of reading and writing. There's a lot of numbers. So oh, all you got to do, you should be alright. It's just watching. So every go, every time you have your go, essentially, say you've got this first starter city and... Um, it's established a city, it, what it will do is it will say to you, what do you want to build in the city? And there's a list of like 50 things. It could be a granary or it could be a library. It could be an army. Like it could be a car or it's, there's loads of lists to do and you can click one of them. But what actually happens is at the top left of the screen, it shows you your gold, your faith. Um, what else is there up there? Your resources, your production. And then you need to have all these numbers you need to look at them every go and say, have I got enough production to get this? If I've got high production, then I can make get, make things faster. If I've got more gold, I can buy things quicker. If I've got more faith, then I can twist people's arms into getting them to do stuff more. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, and, and that's basically 
what you've got to do. You're juggling everything and you're trying to sway it the way you want to go. Um, uh, GR502 says, must be a new version coming soon. Civ 6 must be more than five years. Is it? See, I thought it was pretty new. I didn't know. Um, but actually, I'm lying. I didn't think it was pretty new because I thought it was the old one that I used to play on the Xbox, which was more cartoony. Um, but it's not. This one's more serious. Uh, and I will say the graphics... The graphics weren't great. They weren't like they'd been majorly, majorly, like, photorealistic. So maybe it was a five-year-old one. I'd love, I would should have checked it before I started, really. Um, 2016. So the 21st of October 2016 is when this game was released. So, yeah, a good couple of years ago now. About six years ago. Oh, wow. So Shell just put in as well, the game is now set to launch December 2022, which is far better than fans fears that the game could be pushed back as far as March 2023. It's still obviously later than the October release date we've been hoping for, but at least it's coming out before the end. So, so Shell, there's another one coming out. There's one coming out at the end of this year. Because if there is, that's got me excited. Uh, I'll definitely have to play through this one and unlock everything. Um, they lied! Must have pushed back again. But I'm definitely, definitely, um, definitely up for keep playing this. Uh, it's meant to be the end of last year, but now it's going forward. I'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on it. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Is there any questions you've got, Ross? Uh, the only question I have is, like, where was the best place for people to buy it, would you recommend? And, like, where would be... The, because Xbox, as you said, is already breaking a lot, which I'm actually quite surprised on with how powerful your PC is. It's like a 30... Uh, it's nothing, nothing to do with the PC, that, dude. It's, it's just to do with it. Optimize it. Never my PC. My PC's always perfect. <laughs> Extreme PC UK. <laughs> No, no questions other than that, dude. <laughs> no questions other than that. He's like, no, I'm going to quiet here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't... Honestly, you've said more than enough about this game. It seems awesome. No, it is. I do love the game. And it's a very popular game, but it's just not popular to watch. It's a game where you need to just chill on your own, sit there, and you go into deep thought mode, and you just start, like, like strategically plotting to like mess up people. Is it like the cycle where people... Nah. Where people... Not like the cycle. Nothing People... like that. No, nothing like that. You need to come and watch it, dude. And then you know. It's a great chill out uh, <laughs> on your own game, yeah. Um, right, let's move on. So the next thing up we got to talk about today is a question from Dead Pet. Um, I'm going to read the question out and then we're going to try and answer the question. There's only two of us here today, so on the fly, you better get your thinking cap on. Um, right, quick question for the panel. Uh, what things, no matter how hard you try, do you not get? No explanation necessary, and it doesn't have to be PC-related. I'll start. Kasabian. So, <laughs> the worst thing to start off with is Kasabian. I don't even know any of their tunes or anything, so I don't listen to them. I don't know if you do, Ross. Who are Kasabian? Uh, so, it's a big band. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible at music. You uh, ask me anything, I'm just like... Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shellbug put in straight away, maths. <laughs> <laughs> maths. Uh, I can answer your one for you, though. Oh, no, I got this. Don't worry. Reading. I was about to Terrible. say <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I understand the rules of it. It's just the English language itself is terrible and it needs to change. Yeah. Because there's so many stupid rules like how you spell nice, for example. It's N-I-C-E, but the C becomes an S because of the E. It's a vowel after a noun. Yeah. So because of that, it changes the blending of the C to an S which is a rule in terms of phonetically but also at the same time people see it in different ways. So when I ask people about reading and they try to explain it to me yeah. they just say oh I just do it and I'm like 
How? Yeah, well, this I is the thing. So for anyone, for a bit of background information, and this is another thing you might have noticed in the past, um, Ross won't talk about the notes, uh, and you'll notice Ross will go quiet for a second. He'll be listening to his headphones. So basically, Ross, obviously, we know he's autistic the same as I am, um, but he's also uh, very dyslexic. Um, he can't read or write in like very basic form. You struggle really badly, don't you? So when oh, he ridiculously, yeah. So when he plays a game, he man, am I going to stop hiccuping or what? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I keep I got hiccups. I keep hiccuping right through the middle. Um, so basically, when he's playing a game, he has to have a voice read any writing to him. If he's playing a game where the right, so I said to him recently, what was the game I said? I said and you couldn't do it. Um, uh, the cycle oh. you had problems with. So on the cycle, yeah. it gives you missions in game. You have to press a button. But the thing is, the game will. There's no option for the game to read out his the writing on screen in game. It can only do it through Windows and stuff. So right now, he'll be looking at the notes. Can't read the notes, but he'll highlight it. And in his earphones, it will say, "This question's about to come up," and it will read it. So if you see Ross looking around like this, it's because he's listening to the voice t telling him what the notes are saying. Or what the Twitch chat is saying. And that's why he takes more time to do it. Um, and this is something that you've had your whole life. Um, and he's actually currently learning, trying. Which you're never going to learn it. But you're going to try your best to understand reading and writing. The best uh, that I can. It's my possible ability. But at the moment, it has been absolutely a pain-aching thing. Yeah. Like 1% per probably month I'm getting at the moment. So my teacher was like, oh, you're 1% better. And I'm just like... Yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll stick to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is something that's ongoing. Um, so for him, yeah, he's something he just doesn't get is uh, reading and writing. Uh, what can I say? I don't know for me. Something I just don't get. I'll tell you something I just don't get. Uh, and obviously I'm autistic as well, is emotion. Emotion mm -hmm. is just something I don't deal with. And anyone that's <laughs> shelled by putting social cues, that's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> so the thing is with me being autistic is I've got a lot of stuff that um, I come across very typical, as you'd like to say. Uh, but really, I have a lot of issues. I struggle with a lot of things that a lot of people don't realize. Ross has seen this firsthand. Um, and you'll know, like... You'll notice when I'm running the Discord or running the stuff, I will I will jump over someone quite a lot because if I feel like I need to say something, I just cut directly in there, bosh, straight in front of everybody. Um, they will understand it. Um, uh, I just uh, I'm just going to catch up with the chat quickly before I carry on. Um, so gr five hundred two says dancing. I just don't get the fun in dancing in a nightclub. What man? It's like just just going nuts. <laughs> Although, look, Nick, you don't get that until you get very drunk. Because yeah. you won't move until you get very drunk. Uh, yeah. I won't talk to people I don't know unless I'm drunk. If you ever come out to meet up or something with me, I'm always drunk straight away. And that's because Ross saw this. We went to Ice London, and basically, he's talking to everybody. I'm just ducking. And people are trying to talk to me. And I'm just ducking all left, right, and centre. And then the guy gave me a pint of vodka, which yep. we don't condone drinking pints of vodka, but I'd done no. some vodka... Um, and then I was fine after that because literally I thought, oh, I've relaxed now. But I get this crazy anxiety where I'm going out like a little kid. I start shaking. I start getting excited. I start annoying everybody, um, which is quite funny. 
<laughs> social cues, you get but we love handsy. you for it. You get what? You get very handsy. You get very handsy, <laughs> <Nick>. <laughs> We won't say about that bit. <laughs> the word bosh comes to mind, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does indeed. It's bosh. And then the police All the, the time. door. Nah, just joking. <laughs> um, uh, GR502 says, usually I don't get drunk nowadays. Uh, we're talking uh, blackout drunk. Oh, you just get you just get to the point where you're done. Um, <laughs> but if you've ever come to, if you've ever want to see this firsthand, every now and then we do a social night where everybody sits on a the computer, they get their beers in, and we have drinks. Um, I, I've sat here before eating toast, drinking straight vodka. I don't even know my own name at that point, um, but I still manage to function, and everybody finds it hilarious. And we have some really funny nights. Ross, have you been to one of our social nights? No, because I don't drink at home on my own. I very rarely ever drink, and whenever I do, you see that I try to limit myself as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um. Actually, the result of going to Insomnia Gaming Festival and drinking with Nick uh, made me terribly, terribly ill for four to five <laughs> days afterwards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not make you terribly, terribly ill. One thing I always say to people is when I go out is I'm a pro drinker because I've done it my whole life because of like anxiety issues and stuff. So... What I do is I will drink a quarter bottle of drink before I even go out because it makes it easy for me when I'm out on a night out drinking or clubbing or whatever. Um, but you will remember the first thing I said to you is if we go to Ice London and we're drinking, do not try to keep up with me, Ross, because yeah. you will be going home in an ambulance. <laughs> yes, because you go to the point where a normal person will have alcohol poisoning and probably keel over. <laughs> <laughs> I do well, it's one of them things. Everyone has their own tolerances. Yeah. Um, Zach, oh boy, uh, welcome in. He says, uh, you've been like that since you was 19. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Shell says, a 19-year-old Nick sounds terrifying. Oh, trust me. You should see the photos of me when I was 19. I had a completely skinhead um, and no beard. And literally, people crossed the road as I was walking. I had a Helly Hansen big puffer coat on. My tracksuit bottoms. I mean, I care, Max. Actually, it was Reebok Classics back in the day, wasn't it? This is way before your time. Do you even know what a Reebok Classic is? I am terrible with fashion, so even if I did know, I wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> Trust me, you see a pair of Reebok Classics, you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wear them nowadays. Anyone in the chat wear Reebok Classics still? There's always that one guy that's got the, the bomber jacket and the Reebok Classics on. Who is it? Come on, someone, someone in here has got to be that guy. Um, Zach O'Boy says he was crazy as hell. Um, the wicked, the blue one is good. <laughs> it's crazy. He has the pictures. You need to put some pictures on the Discord. That'd be hilarious. Um, uh, Shellbug says not everyone drinks Ross. Um, and no, he's gonna no, send they some did not. He's gonna send some pictures over. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Um, but yeah, for me, it's no emotion. Because I don't understand people. I've got emotion inside my head, but no one else in the world sees it. So, like, if I'm driving in my car, I might be thinking about everything. And I'll be like, oh, like, I've got to do this, got to do that. But say my missus just starts crying because something happens. I sort of look at her and go, oh, what do I do here? And I'll just sort of walk away. <laughs> just... And then you get hit. <laughs> <laughs> the what shoe hits shoe? me back of the head. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, oh, Shell said oh, she was man. talking you about social man. night so that you can come sober. You, you can still have fun. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Zach says, do you remember McCluskey's? That place 
was so dirty in McCluskey's. This was a nightclub in Kingston by the river. Um, and the carpets, they had carpets in a nightclub. Yeah. Why? It was no, horrible. horrible. Like, you'd idea. walk around you. It would stink of, like, wet dogs. And as you'd walk around, your feet would just be stuck to the floor. Like, where you're walking through pure alcohol that's just getting thrown into these carpets. It was Delicious. mank. Yeah, it is. Imagine being face flat on that carpet while someone, like, just fall uh, over onto that carpet. Whoa. All of a sudden, you get, like, a taste in your beard. Yeah, well, every so time I like, run out of money, I just get on the carpet and suck the, the beer out of it. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Licking Don't the carpet. That. Nick, why are you licking the carpet again? It's like, it's fruity. It's, it's free alcohol. It's one of them. Uh, Nick, you nasty. But, um, right, let's move on. Uh, that was uh, Dead Pet's question. Cheers for that question, dude. And as it's only two of us, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty hard to have a podcast with two of you, ain't it? It's like you've got to, if I stop talking, you've got to start talking. And I'm managing to talk for both of us still. I know, you're doing very well. <laughs> I could just come here on my own. You could do, to be honest, have your own little <laughs> podcast going on. Uh, right, let's move on. And Shell, you might be able to fill me in on this one and you might be able to help out a bit more. So, whilst we're at Insomnia... Obviously, I've been playing Stardew Valley. I've been playing Stardew Valley for probably the last year since Shell told me there was a secret cupboard and you can go through to it and there's a whole new world. A whole new world. Like that. A um, whole new world. You're so out of tune, dude. I don't know why you try. You're just so out of tune. It's unbelievable. <laughs> let me try Let me Try, try again. being out of tune. Oh. <laughs> All right, okay. A whole new world. So you is tried to be out of tune, you're actually better than when you're in tune trying. <laughs> what, what, what about that? Is that better? I'll that was be- be better? Yeah, it was better the second time when you was trying to do it wrong, really, to be fair. Um, but yeah, so Shell told me there's this whole new world. So I got back into Stardew Valley. I built my um, farm um, and I made it really nice and I'm really enjoying it. And I, I still haven't got to the bit where she's at. So that's a bit poo, but I will get there at some point. Um, but why was it Insomnia? Ross was looking pretty dead, so I yeah. literally uh, told him to play Stardew Valley on the chill. What did you think of it? I enjoyed Stardew Valley. I enjoyed the fishing aspect of it. Uh, it was quite interesting because I was talking to someone who we were there with, whose name escapes me 100%. Um, he completed the whole game, but he said he hated the fishing sections, which a lot of people have hated. But I, I love the fishing sections. Yeah, but you haven't Stardew even Valley. got to the bit where you've got the um, community centre yet, have you? No, but I, I was just chilling out fishing. I didn't care about anything yeah, else. But I was just, just like... This was one of the problems that we had with... with <laughs> it was Stardew Valley we was talking about, you where you couldn't read the writing in it. And I was like, you really need to understand what's going on. Um, and yeah. you were like, nah, skip it. I'll just build stuff. Um, yeah, and... I was just like, I'll go and do my own thing. Hopefully the best will happen. Yeah. People might die here. People might die there. I might miss a mission here. Well, I don't here. think I anyone dies in Stardew there. Valley. But the point of this uh, chat about Stardew Valley is is actually that they was meant to be bringing out a new DLC, and it was meant to be called... Let me have a look for it. It was some uh, chocolatier. So the Haunted Chocolatier. Is that how... Am I saying that right? Chocolatelier? Chocolatelier? Chocolatelier. Chocolatelier. Um, but, and it was meant to be based around a shop in Star... Chocolatier. Ah. And it's meant to be a shop based in the game where you have to make chocolate and sell it and you have to go around and get all the ingredients and stuff. But apparently this has never come out yet. And I'm not as far up to date as everybody else is with this game. So I'm still like right on the first bit. Um, but that never came out. But they've just announced that they're going to stop developing that for the time being. I don't know why. 
Um, and they're bringing out update 1.6, which is going to be a main update for modders. So that modders can put all their own stuff in. And obviously in Stardew Valley, it's you're, I'm playing it as a single player game. So mods for me would be really fun. So I could put like me in the game. I could put my own shops in the game. I could put, there could be so much stuff. Um, but I'm going to catch up with the chat quickly while you say something, Ross. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick, if you put mods into the game, what you could actually put into Stardew Valley is Extreme PC UK and build up some PCs to give out to other people. Instead of building like a chocolate store, you have a little PC shop where you can get gold, you can order in the parts that you need, you oh, can make can be... sure the different specs are made up, and you can just send it out, send it out. And there could be even little mini games where it's like you're having to get all these different good. components putting them together, and especially with opening up to the modern community, Stardew Valley is going to absolutely explode if the right people get behind it. And I think that's why they stopped the development of this Chocolatier thing, because anything they can make, a hundred people, let's say a thousand people who are passionate about the game, will make it ten times better. So I think that's why they're focusing more on this modern side than they are focusing on the new DLC. You're probably right, because... A game like this, it, the graphically, it'd be easy to create like items and stuff like that. Just think, if you had uh, a farm and then you could mod it with all your own stuff, you could have hundreds of of stuff to grow on your farm. Like it really could like explode. And I am thinking that's probably why, because it can bring so much more stuff back into it. But it's not just that; it's the game mechanics as well. There could be new, like you said, we could have a shop where we do PCs or whatever. Um, it could be really, really cool. Um, I'm just going to catch up with some of the chat from from uh, what people are saying because there might be something there that we don't know. So it says, in Stardew Valley, 1.6 update is coming. He said he's taking a break from the Haunted Chocolatier to do it. Um, there will be a lot of new dialogue uh, and content. Um, the major thing he's making it is easier for modders. Uh, and then GR5, that was from Shell. GR502 says, uh, Stardew Valley developer promises new content patch 1.6. Uh, Concern Ape will be taking a break. For, oh, it's the same same message. Um, they both put it in. I bet you both racing to get that in there, weren't you? <laughs> both Google real quick, like Google in fast. Like I need to get this information. Pop it in there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting for modders, especially oh. the couple of people who I know who are in loving the game. Hold on, we've got a major change. Uh, Shell says that it's not in Stardew Valley. It's a whole new game. He's taken a break from Haunted Chocolatier to concentrate on 1.6 for Stardew Valley. Yeah, so it is it is Stardew Valley the game still, isn't it? It's just a modding, open up modding for the normal game. Not not the DLC, but the normal game. Um, that's what I'm thinking. It's a one-man operation, develops a game on his own. Uh, oh, the Haunted Chocolatier is a separate game. It's not part of that. Oh, okay. All right. Nothing to do so with it. So it's a different oh, game right. so it's just a totally different game where you build a chocolate shop. I won't be playing at them. Never liked the idea of a chocolate <laughs> shop anyway. Just like, no, I'm not touching that whatsoever. Not if I can't Here's eat the chocolate. Here's a question I've got to ask you um, with modern stuff like that. It's always interesting to me to see different developers open up their game to mods and different people trying to get their own stuff into the game. I always begs the question for me is like why don't more studios allow modding on the pc side of things i understand why they don't allow it on the xbox side of things because it's a closed system it's xbox but even yeah. now sometimes on the xbox you can't even get mods on skyrim through the workshop yep. if you do like some technical stuff yeah it's things. taken a long time to get that... to that point though yeah but that's because that game's just so old 
what what do you think in terms of like a game? Would it be better for the game creators to have like a little lock on the game till after you complete it yourself to then where you can just like mod the hell out of it? Do well, a lot, you want of, no, no, a lot of games have um, a separate launcher and a lot of games just have the Steam Workshop. And that's the whole thing with Steam. This is why I say Steam won't be overtaken by Xbox. Uh, is because the the workshop's massive on Steam. If you play games like Armour and things like that, you rely on these mods to play the game. Um, but in a game like Stardew Valley, where it's single player um, or multiplayer, these mods opening it up to all these people, you know, basically allows people to play the game more. The replayability is massive because, like, you can get on there if it's just me playing single player. I could change what the houses look like, I could change what the town looks like, I could change what animals there are, I could change mechanics of games, prices, you know, you could get people that make, just look at it like this, imagine you've got the Stardew Valley world which is massive, and then someone makes a door at the right hand side in a cave, and then it goes into like Zelda sort of mode where you go all the way down into caves and you're fighting and stuff like that, and there's all these special weapons, you could go to the end of the map the other way and there's just a new map, do you know what I mean? There's so many things that could be done, um... It just it just means that people are going to play that game more. And the reason why I think they took a step back from this new one to do this is because it's like, oh, let's open it up to mods, and all of a sudden, the whole of the people start playing that game again. It'll be put on Twitch everywhere again. Everybody will be doing their own thing. Do you know what I mean? It'd be crazy. I understand that. Um, I actually have a point to bring up on this, because this is just reminding me of a different story that I've just seen recently. So you were talking about modern and stuff like that. Um, Fortnite has opened up like a map creator and it's kind of kind of like a mod but obviously they make their own maps and stuff like that. Uh, some of the Fortnite players have started being banned now because they started making different maps from different games and putting them into Fortnite and different game <laughs> modes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they started getting banned. So like, um, so what, like going to CSGO and taking like one of the maps and making it in Fortnite? Not CSGO, Call of Duty. They're taking <laughs> one of the maps and put it into Fortnite, and Activision was not too happy about that. But the thing apparently. is, they, they, that's, that's wrong. That's just plain wrong. If you open it up to allow people to be creative with their game, you take it on the chin what everybody does. You can't be moaning about what they didn't. Oh, here, have the tools to do whatever you want. Oh, I want to make Call of Duty. No, we can't do that. Sorry, banned. That's wrong. <laughs> like, they can't be doing that. You know, I, I would think more people would just do more stupid... What I find with modding is that people always just do like explicit stuff and then that ruins it because that's the whole problem with the modern market is like say a game like um, Forza 5. They would allow you to do your whole skin on your car yourself, but they can't because people just draw private parts and then it becomes yeah. at that point you have to put restrictions for under 18s on and stuff like that. And then that's too much to put into the game, so they just stop it. Um, and it's just, it does get a little bit annoying, but um, with control, then it could be pretty good. Um, Shellbug says, uh, as for Sims 4 mods, there's thousands covering everything you can think of, yeah. And I reckon Stardew Valley would be along them lines as well. Because um, it'd just be cool. If they, if they do open up the mod mode, it'll be really, really cool. D does anyone know when this thing's coming out? Because I actually don't have a date for when it's supposed to be coming out. Um, it just says that they're working on it. Um, the last update was uh, 1.5, and that was in October 2020. The new game was supposed to come out in 2021. Um, but he hasn't specified uh, when version 1.6 will come out, so we don't know anything about that, really. Uh, which is a bit annoying. 
But it's just something. Maybe I'll complete the game by then. <laughs> by the time you complete the game, modding comes out, and you're like, yay, more hours. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Stardew Valley, uh, definitely a game I'm going to continue. I will. I do stream Stardew Valley as well. Thank you for that subscribe. 47 months, Irish Guardian. Really do appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, Stardew Valley, it's a game that I always love to play. It's very chilled, and it's always got a good watching, like... Whenever I play it, I get a minimum of like 20 people on there uh, just talking about what you're doing and about how to set up your crops and stuff like that. Um, maybe you should stream it, Ross, at some point and get the community last... to come in and talk to you about what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> last time I streamed it, I was having like an average viewership of four or five people, which is amazing for mm. me. And uh, I just had someone helping me out the whole way through, like, oh, you should head to the mines today. I'm like, oh, okay. Off to the mines you go. Yeah. Like a co-worker, just like, off I go to the mines. Right. It's... If anyone's got any questions about... Uh, I was going to say about Shellbug, because I was reading their name. If anyone's got any <laughs> yeah, questions... I'm sure there's a few questions about <laughs> Shellbug that people have got. <laughs> if anyone's got any um, questions about Stardew Valley, put them in now. Um, <laughs> Irish Guardian straight away. So I've got loads of questions about Shellbug. <laughs> Why is she not on the podcast? <laughs> But right, let's move on. Um, so that was Stardew Valley um, and the modders for 1.6. Um, right, I've got another question. I've got quite a few questions. I really appreciate all the questions, everyone. If you, anyone gets any more questions, put them in because I do love questions. It gives us some real good stuff to talk about, whether they are questions about games, about film, about whatever. Um, you just send them in. They could be about just about us. Um, any questions about autism, uh, I really do like. It's like... I'm very open. No one can offend me. You can ask me anything about it, and I'll tell you my honest opinion. Might not be the best opinion, but it'd be mine. Um, <laughs> you might not like what you hear. Yes, <laughs> but no, feel free. Honest. And, yeah. Are you are you the same as me, Ross? Like, if someone would you are you like encouraging towards people asking you about autism? Because a lot of people don't know. Well, so in my day to day life, no, I'm not. But in my gaming, streaming, and just general life in terms of being online yes i'm 100 percent open to it because it's gonna be there it's gonna be an issue that comes up so i'm always hoping people ask me questions and like well someone stream or anything like that just like so do you eat sandwiches inside out or something like so just some random question like that uh just anything where it's just like so how do you deal with autism on a day-to-day basis? Do you, can you hear stuff, like, from 10 miles away? I've had one where it's like, <laughs> how's your smell? And I'm just like, uh, about what? Like, Well, that's what's quite funny, because, because when I got diagnosed, um, my dad had really bad sinus. And so when I got diagnosed, I sneeze every morning and every night. Like, as he sneezes, he's sneezing right now. <laughs> No, you're talking about. Um, so I've got really bad sinus, and, and Ross will do this thing where he sniffs constantly. He'd be like sniffing all the time. Um, but I got this that thing. That's really bad. I thought I had really bad sinus, but then when I had, was diagnosed and I had all my counselors, I had all these sessions where I talked to them and stuff. Um, it was actually pointed out that it's not actually bad sinus I've got, but I've got like high sensitivity to smell. So if someone opens up lemons that cuts a lemon downstairs, I smell it for an instant second, and then it's just gone. My brain switches off the smell completely. Um, and I get this with everything and it's, it's just one funny thing. So it's funny that someone asked you that question and that's the reason why is because a lot of people have a lot of, uh, uh, of crazy traits, which is, I love talking about them, but, um, right. Anyway, if anyone's got anything, you can always ask us questions about that. 
So, uh, right, let's get on to the next question. Anyway, and this is from Death Walker. Um, right, here we go. Question. Do you just play as a male character or do you play as female characters as well? Myself, I've played both types of characters. (laughs) You only play as female characters? Yeah, because it's the best thing to look at whilst I'm playing the game. If I'm playing a game for 10 hours straight, I'm not going to be looking at the male's... (laughs) What, you're talking about Rust? No, not Rust. Um, Just anything when it comes to Destiny, like the character creation on that. Female all the time. Male characters look boring to me. But Why you would I choose a male character? So you don't care about like trying to be like you or anything. See, I'm the opposite. I always want to be the character like me. Um, but then again, I do see other people's characters. Like a lot of the time in Star Citizen, um, I'll come across like women characters and they're men playing them, and it's a bit bizarre because then you talk to them and they're like, "Hello, geezer," and you're like, "Oh." It's, it's actually a man behind there. That's a bit misleading and confusing for me. But for me, whenever I play a game, I always try and... Do you know what? I always try and play me, and I always try and play... And you'll probably do this as well. Um, I always try and play the nice person. I only do nice things in game. I never make bad decisions, and I never do horrible things to people. So let's like, say I was playing Fable 3. I always take the good decision, become an angel guy. I never go to bad. I never become the evil guy. See, I'm completely opposite. I either got one or two modes. I'm either really virtuous and good, or I'm just cruel, evil, and cruel. I will kill everything in front of me. Doesn't matter if it's <laughs> men, women, children. They're all dead. All of them in the game. Like, as I'm playing through, I'm just like, can I kill this thing? Can I? Yeah, yeah okay, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> can I kill it dead? Or... <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so that's why I, I started playing High on Life, and I enjoyed the freedom it gives you to how many different characters you can murder on there. Yeah. But like any games I'm playing at all, it's either it depends on the mood I'm in today. Like if I'm just like I don't care about anything in this game right now, I will be the most murderous psychopath you'll ever seen. I'll just kill everyone. Yeah. But then there's times where I come into the game like actually I feel like I'm gonna be nice. I'm going to feed that homeless guy. I'm going to give that dog some food. Um, a bone. <laughs> and just, like, be a genuinely good guy for one day. Oh, right. And the next day yeah, I come so, in. I'm so I always everyone. just play. I always just play a nice person as much as I can. Um, and I've always done it. There was a there, there was one... I think one game made me get into this position, though. I think it was Fallout 3 when it first came out. Because what happened well, in the- Fallout 3... If, I, I'm not sure... It, I'm sure it's Fallout 3, but it could be a different game. But it was an open-world game where, basically, you can kill the NPCs. But the thing is, if you kill the NP- NPCs, they don't come back to life. And I know in the, f- the, the further on ones of Fallout, they get back up and you can't, they can hit you. But then, well, I, it might have actually been Oblivion. It might have been Oblivion. Because I remember them trying to hit me with their mace. Um, and what actually happened is... I went around a game and I killed one person and what actually happened was I couldn't complete the achievements because I killed that person and I couldn't get the mission and I'd played about a thousand hours of the game and after that my brain just told me don't do this, don't be a dick Nick, don't kill people that are nice because it just comes back to bite you in the arse and then you lose achievements over it because you're an arsehole. So I stopped doing that. So from then onwards I always sort of play, I always play myself, I try and make myself look like me in game and I always try and be a nice person and do the best thing in game I possibly can. And sometimes I just, I actually played Dishonored. And I played through it all sneaky and all good. 
And then I was like, right, because there was an achievement in that to play through it nice and and peaceful. And there was an achievement to go through it and be completely destructive, kill every single person in the game. Like, every single person, you killed them. And I'd done the first completion, completed all the achievements on the good side, and then I just didn't have the heart to do the bad side. I was like, I don't want to do this. I feel generally bad that I'm going to murder every single person through the game. But in real life, you would. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the difference. In real life, don't (laughs) piss me off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get annoyed. In my perfect world, I'm a perfect person. In the real world, but the real world's not. I don't. I think we're in hell. So maybe we're supposed to be like that. I don't know. Um, could be. Could be. Don't See, condone um, violence. No, never condone violence. In the Fallout world, there was actually a really uh, Fallout Three. There was a karma system, but there was a really interesting way. If you became evil, you could actually nuke the first town you ever came yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah. Because it was Nuketown, wasn't it? And it had the... Um, was it Nuketown? Massive bomb Nuketown? in the middle. Yeah, the massive bomb plant in the middle. And it was like... It basically had um, a cult following where they all wanted to live. They all lived in the radiation. And they were all lived the in this like metal out. wall. Because um, that's where you first meet dog meat, I think. And... Uh, yeah. I, I, I think, think so. it is. I'm not, I'm not sure. I might be thinking of... Um, I think that's four that you first meet dog meat. I think dog meat's in freeze later on. No, it's not. I'm thinking of the uh, nuka moles, mole rat. There's loads of them outside of it. Um, But yeah, you go in there and you literally, you can talk to all the people and become part of their cult and become the leader. And then it's like, do you want to murder everybody or not? And if you just press yes, it just, the whole town blows up and it gets wiped off the map. That town's gone. But, I love decisions like that in games, but they very rarely happen anymore now. It's, yeah. Have you it's played Fable 3? I've played Fable 3, yes, but even in that, there's still a linear path to the end. Well, it's sort of like, linear path. Story, can it? But, but the things mm. you can do, like can I build a school or a brothel? Yeah, brothel all the way, of course. Like, <laughs> them children can learn from different <laughs> means. The brothels will help the community. Uh, just because you, you don't want to learn to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because I couldn't <laughs> He's taking the brothel up instead. This makes more me more money in me, it. It's starting to make me wonder what what's going on in real life with you. <laughs> oh, I'm lovely in real life. It's just in game. I'm a terrible person. Um, let me catch up with some of the chat. Um, Shellbag says uh, I tend to play as female. Uh, I have no idea why. I guess it's because I've always used to playing males growing up, and now there's so many female protagonists. It's great. Um, so basically, that that's a very good point, is that in games, when we were younger, it would only be men that you could be. That's probably because the, it was the men making the games and the men in doing whatever. Um, so it is good to see, like, the women in games now. Um, and i tell you what you see a lot of now is you see a lot of women's main role and there's no guy involved, uh, which is cool. Cause it just, it just it'd be even, evened out, you know what I mean? Um, which is cool. Uh, Comic Clown says, I always mix it up. Literally. Um, Shell says, in MMOs, you can always tell the men playing as women. They're always dressed super slutty. <laughs> so I think he was talking about Comic Clown in the, 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 the message above, where he was saying he always mixes it up. Because I've seen him play Final Fantasy fourteen and he's queuing up to get in a nightclub. And he's always got some kinky women with him in, like, suspenders and, like, little tops and stuff. He's like, and they're all dancing around. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's what's happened there. Uh, and she, oh, yeah. she'll put underneath point proven <laughs> uh. oh dear oh dear oh dear oh dear very interesting 
In the future, um, Shell says, instead of Mario and Luigi, it will be Maria and Louisa. Well, there's already Princess Peach and Daisy, and there's Princess Lena and a couple other female characters. So from the Super Mario Galaxy um, quest line, there's a couple female characters there. They don't really get played that often. Uh, in Mario Kart as well, there's tons of females. Um, the Mario as a game itself, in terms of male to females, it's a bit weird because there's only like ever a couple females in any one game because all the mushrooms are just mushrooms. They don't really have any gender to go with them. Unless they put so willies all... and boobies on. No, even I that, can't it's see just more Nintendo mushroom. doing that. No, I wouldn't see them doing that either. Or it could be a mushroom with a mushroom. Yeah, it can be a mushroom with a mushroom. But it's like... <laughs> It's an interesting thing that they've got going on in the Mario universe because she also says it's male have... and female mushrooms. No, Toadette and Toad are both unisex. They're, it's canon where neither of them have either gender. So one's a cr- like a crossdresser, and one's just a mushroom. <laughs> so there's no actual gender when it comes to the mis- um, the mushrooms. Have they in tried the Mario to do them universe. though? Where like they've just gone like with the typical colours that you would expect. They've got blue and pink. They've tried to. Yeah. So basically, one wears blue and pink, one wears like blue and red, I believe. Hmm. So. Uh, we, all went into, we all went into deep thought there for a second. It went quiet for a minute. <laughs> we were all like thinking about, hmm, might have to go back on the Nintendo. This has got very deep. Nintendo, this has got very deep. Can you explain yourselves? <laughs> um, right, let's move on. Let's move on. That was a good question. Yeah. That was a good question. It's going all right tonight. I feel like we've got some good chat going on. Um, how's it going for everybody in the podcast listening? Uh, right, next up, it's not a bit of news really, but it's just something I wanted to mention. Um, does anyone play the new Call of Duty and has anybody started playing competitive mode? So, with Call of Duty and competitive mode, it's going to be very difficult for anyone who plays Call of Duty casually to try to get into it. Because you know for a fact it's going to be full of sweaty gamers. Um, which is going to be amazing <laughs> for people who want to challenge. Don't get me wrong. But myself, I can't even play Call of Duty at the moment. Because ever since the new update dropped, my game just completely broke. Like, really? I can't load it. No, I, I've i tried to reinstall it. You better hurry up and buy my times. PC then. Uh, no, I am. No, I, was actually gonna, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you before oh, right. buying your PC. <laughs> um, work out a payment plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see this payment plan. No, no, I don't. There's it's no money involved. It's interest in it. It's like, oh, wait, what? Oh, I'm worried about that. <laughs> mushrooms. Um... All the mushrooms. <laughs> um, All the... <clears throat> uh, yeah, what I was going to say is because Leo, my son, uh, Lion Twin, obviously he only plays first-person shooters and he only plays competitive. He's been playing a lot of Valorant. He's been playing a lot of... What was the other one he's been playing? Overwatch. And he's been trying to get stuck back into it. So he was like, recently, he was like, look, Dad, I'm going to buy Call of Duty because they've got a new um, they've got a new mode in there, which is like, I, I don't play it. So I don't have, a, I'm not going to lie to you all. I ha- don't really know a knowledge on the actual competitive side of it. I know it's like Diffuse the Bomb. There's like three game modes you can do. But now Leo plays on his own. So he's already coming through. I think he's just coming out of gold into platinum ranks on his own. Um... He's only been playing it for like a week or so. Uh, but he ha- doesn't have a team to play with. 
And because his voice is very young, um, and he's quite young, basically, he he can't. He's finding really finding it hard to get players, and he he feels like he can't get into because he wants to get into the top ranks. Um, and he says that to get into the ranks, he has to have a team that he plays with regularly, so he can learn their style, they can learn his style, and they can work together to push forward. Um, so I just wanted to put a shout out to if anyone out there uh, is into Call of Duty and they're into uh, competitive and they're looking for a team, um, he's well up for getting a team together for regular play. He plays it every single day. Um, <laughs> Shell's like, Lion Twins going to be a megastar. I hope he is. He's actually, he's 12 now. So he's only got, do you remember he was like four or five and he was like, oh, I want to get into esports, but he's just so far away. Um, so basically... He's got one year before he can actually try to get onto a team. Um, so I've told him he's got to do this last push. He's got to get into the big, well, not the, the big leagues. He's got to get to like uh, top 250 and that, or he's got to get into like Apex in the top, you know, Predator levels or whatever, if he wants to get into these teams. Um, so basically, if anyone out there is playing Call of Duty uh, and they're looking for a team, please let him hit me up on this Discord. He's on Discord as Lion Twin. You can hit him up as well. Um, and he will come in and and play, and he's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie; like he he's getting kicked out of lobbies at the moment because he's tripling the amount of score or the amount of kills than the person below him, um, and that people in the game don't like it and they kick him out because uh, he's a bit of a lone ranger. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say if anyone's up for it, let me know on the Discord Extreme Peace UK, um, and it'd be great to get him into some games with someone. Was you gonna say, Sam Ross? Uh, I was just going to say, maybe it might be best for him to actually go into the Activision Discord itself and see if we can hit some people up there or hit up Endpoint, uh, which is the national esports for the UK, and see what Endpoint people say, because I'm sure they've got some teams over there who'd be more than happy to play yeah, with them. Yeah, so uh, Endpoint, that's my mate Pete. He, he's the owner of Endpoint. Uh, but the thing is, what what the problem with this is, is, is Call of Duty is a restricted game. <laughs> Oh, yes. And a lot of people don't like their kids to play restricted games. I don't mind it because I live in a world of gaming, so I don't care. Um, but he doesn't want to play Fortnite, so what can I say? don't want to play the um, the more easier game, so he wants to play the more professional game, <laughs> which is understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Shell's like, more blood, more violence, free the children. <laughs> Oh, the yes. thing is, I've actually had uh, discussions on podcasts for a long time in the past. I'm not going to go too deep into it now about parenting because it's a very fine line. Parenting, gaming and over 18 games. Now, some people let their kids play, some don't. Some kids play anyway without their mum and dad's knowing, blah, blah, blah. I believe it's down to the parent at the end of the day. If the parent teaches the kid well, the kid can play a game and basically understand what the game is. I've always told people, when my kids first started playing first-person shooters, when the age of, like, five or six, they thought they were shooting Nerf bullets. So they didn't think there was any violence. All the blood was turned off, and they thought they were shooting Nerf bullets at each other. Um, and that's how I got around it, and I let them play like that. Uh, I would be more concerned, yeah, about my kid playing anything online with the amount of language swearing and crude words that get thrown around more than playing like an over 18 game with a bit of violence in it do you know what i mean yeah it just all depends on the context of the game obviously yeah. you don't want your kids playing gta 5 and going into the 
areas where GTA 5 has explicit images. Yeah. Um, but you also don't want but... your kid to go into the local shop and grief the shop owner's mum or something because that's what he's heard on chat yeah. straight away. Yeah, anything on chat or anything like that. When it comes to multiplayer lobbies or anything like that, I've heard so much toxic stuff from kid games that have been like 12 plus before when I've been like... Wow, this is much ter- much more worse than this like eighteen plus game that's a solo yeah. playing game, which might have some blood and violence in. But it's like when it comes to blood and violence in video games, there's blood and violence in movies and stuff like that. And yeah. you can have the conversation there where it's like, whereabouts do you draw a line? And as you said, it is at the end of the day, it's to do with the parent and what they see is acceptable. I'm going to say one word. Roblox. Oh. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah, Roblox is a no-go area. Yeah, Roblox is That had the whole of the voice um, taken out of it, didn't it? Uh, you've had the whole voice taken out of it. It was done for child yeah. slavery issues. Um, Grooming because, and all yeah. sorts. The thing is, yeah. one of my kids loves Roblox, and I keep trying to get... I say to him, the game's a virus, um, but he just enjoys playing it, so he doesn't go on chat or do anything or talk to anyone, but he's he just plays the game. But um, yeah, not a good, not a good thing. There's a lot of worse things out there than, than. But, you, but the thing is, if your kids are playing on these games anyway, you should be monitoring everything they're doing. You know. See me, I have to monitor Leo, and I have to push him. Play more, play more. You got to get back. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> the police knocking on my door. Um, Shellbug says uh, I was on VR chat to watch a movie with some friends a couple of weeks ago. Accidentally ended up in public room. And uh, <laughs> and good God, the kids were saying was insane. Yeah, now it is. Um, did you? Did anyone see the news reporter? That do you remember when um, COVID hit? This is totally off subject, by the way. Remember when COVID hit and they was doing like on TV because no one. Do you remember everybody was filming from their own houses on their computers because there was no TV production up and you had to. Everyone was locked in their houses, and there was yeah. there was there was uh, it was when Zoom first started. And they was doing like Zoom fitness. And it was live on telly. A woman goes live from her house to do fitness, like with all the people. And it was an open room. And all of a sudden, loads of naked people joined the room doing some random stuff I'm not going to talk about. Um, And it went live all over TV and had to shut the whole thing down. Oh, no. (laughs) Because you have to have a code to get in the room. But if it's open, anyone can join. And people, it was like all the the screens, like their laptop was on the TV. And just people just like entering the room. Like nuts. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, The Zoom bombers were hilarious. It was quite funny, to be fair. Uh, Right, let's move on. Let's get on with this. Let's get on with the show. It was a huge thing. Yeah. I've I've never really used Zoom. Um, I always get uh, like meetings from Teams and from Zoom and... Oh man, I think Discord's better. To be fair, Discord is ten times better. In yeah, the no one knows what Discord is. I actually saw um, a news report on TV. I can't remember what it's based. It's to do with a news um, title. Something happened, and they were saying that uh, Discord was being used in such bad ways because it's such a bad app for people talking and kids talking and stuff. And I was like, man, news reporters should actually look at it before before judging what it is. You know what I mean? That's the problem. Well, that's news for you. Yeah. That's news for you. Right, let's move on anyway, because the next thing we've got to talk about is, first thing I'm going to point out is, don't say nothing, Ross. Let's see if anyone guesses it. So, it's a bit bright in here. So, I've got a squishy garlic. We've both got matching t-shirts. 
The game is Vampire Survivors. Now, we went to WSAD show in London, um, in Shoreditch, and me and Ross saw the Vampire Survivors team. We played the DLC before it had even come out. Um, and because of the podcast, I said, look, bag me a t-shirt and I'll put it on on the podcast. So me and Ross did. Ross actually streamed the game from Insomnia, but the cameras he was using and stuff weren't working properly. And they unfollowed him. <laughs> it wasn't the cameras. So I am actually really salty about this. this he like, literally, I saw him in Insomnia <laughs> sitting next to him. I was like, you're right, mate. You're, like, you're about to cry. He's like, no, I'm really, I'm really annoyed, man. I'm really annoyed with this. <laughs> So there was a streaming booth at Insomnia that was held, which was put up and sponsored by Canon cameras, which are amazing 700 pound cameras. Was it my streaming booth? No, it wasn't Nick's streaming booth whatsoever. Looked amazing. The audio, absolutely terrible. So much so, I asked afterwards if they had a form or something I could fill out to basically say, hey, next time, can you get some like good mics? It got yeah. to the point where... But this, this wasn't a complaint, like he was moaning. This was constructive criticism to say, like, look, you know, you want streamers on your thing that are high-end. You need to have mics that are good and working. Because especially when you turn up and you've got a two-hour slot, uh, and then you've got to fiddle around with all the settings to make it work. And you actually took your own mic, didn't you? Yeah, I took my own mic, and I still had to fiddle about for a good hour and a half to even get that working. And then even when I tried to get that working... Half of the mic wasn't working because the USB slots on the PC were fried. They weren't. They weren't working <laughs> properly. So half of, you'd hear me all of a sudden. Just, I'd be like, and then I'd be like, oh yeah. And then, da, 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 Do you know what? For a sudden, second there, I was reading the chat and looking at you, and I like semi listening, and then I saw you quiet, and I saw your lips move, and I was like, his mic's broke. Yeah, literally, was that's actually how the acting mic was. like your mic was broke. <laughs> that's how the mic was whilst I was at um, this streaming event. So. I, I tweeted out saying, hi, I'm going live at Insomnia Festival, tagged Vampire Survivor crew, tagged Insomnia, tagged everyone, right? Went live. After the stream, I checked. They were, This is an account, by the way, with tons of people following them. They only follow like 40-something people, right? So I checked and it's like, they're not following me anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> you got really upset. Was, you got really salty about it. I was crying inside because I love Vampire Survivors and it's amazing with the garlic, with the team who we met at WSAD. Yeah, but you absolute... never know. I, I said this to Ross already. They could have un- they could have just uh, like unfollowed you by accident. It could have been like a thingy. Oh my God, Alka Holiday. Or who, who put all the tears, who put all these in? Sorry, everybody. We've got to pause with the Vampire Survivors for one second. Alka Holiday, 69. Is gifting five tier one subs to the community. Um, Coops, you got one. Zero, you got one. Max, you got one. More doors, you got one. And Zacho Boy's got one. So uh, thank you for that. I really do appreciate Alcohol Day, and it's good to have you back, man. Um, I'm surprised you managed to get these in with the amount of uh, truck driving you've been doing in Euro Truck Simulator. His whole front room's been set up as a truck setup, and he done a journey in truck sim on his own, which I can't do because it gets boring on your own. And he drove for a whole day to make 250 grand. You crazy mofo. But cheers for them. Absolutely I really insane. do appreciate it. Um, but anyway, getting back to Vampire Survivors and him being very salty. 
Yes, I was very salty afterwards because it's like I built up this connection with this company who I loved and was hoping to work with in the future. And because of one bad stream, they um they got rid of me. But I don't reckon they did. I reckon they'd done it by accident or something's happened or they've just gone through and gone, oh, who is these people? Well, we don't know. And they've unfollowed. And to be honest, I don't have the numbers for them to be following me in the first place anyway. And it's an unfortunate truth of this streaming and YouTube and stuff world. It was amazing that they followed me in the first place. I'll always have the memory. I'll just, I'll always remember. <laughs> They'd always be salty about it. I don't know if they're following me. I don't, I, I, whatever. If someone follows me, they follow me. If they don't, they don't. At the end of the day. Ross was like, Ross, be careful whoever follows Ross because he's got a checklist. And that before every stream and after every stream, he ticks off, still following. Still, it's like, it's like going to school. Still following, still following. Unfollowed. Writing an email. No, it's not anything <laughs> bad about unfollowing me or anything like that. It's just, it's, with stuff like this, it's a suspension of belief that this person's actually took any interest whatsoever to the point where they click that follow button and it's just like such a big company and it was such a big opportunity. Um, I still have the email that I can message them and be like, hey, love to work with you still. Hopefully. And they're like, who are you again? Who are you again? Are you, oh yeah, you're the guy we unfollowed because of the yeah. terrible stream, right? <laughs> yeah. And but I'm like, yes. The thing is, the thing is, we didn't come on in to talk about his stream and how how sorty he is, even though he is very sorty over here. No, uh, we actually came on to talk um, uh, about the DLC. And when we went to WSAD, we we actually got these T-shirts and that. And I said we're going to put them on live on the podcast. So they gave us other free gear. They got the garlic squish ball and everything else. We got loads of little stickers. And the one thing we did get as well, so get ready in the chat, people, and hope this works. Uh, there's a free key. So whoever whoever wants a free key, someone let me know if they get it so it's not wasted. Um, there's a free key for Vampire Survivors there. Um, basically, they turned around and was giving out all these little balls and stickers. and There was loads of merch there, and I really, really enjoyed it because I love a freebie. And like I keep saying, my garlic, I love my garlic. It's so cool. Look at it. Squishy garlic. I'm glad you love it. Nick, I nicked that from the stand. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ross nicked it and gave it to me. Cheers, Ross. <laughs> what other stuff did they have, though? I, he actually, the actual truth of it is he came up to me and he said, look, Nick, I found this on their stand. Do you want it? It's a garlic from the game. Because they had, like, this big box of merch. And uh, I was like, oh, that's amazing. I said, I really like that, Ross. Cheers, mate. I said, because, and if you look on my T-shirt, you've got a garlic, a chicken, and a heart, which is the garlic is what saves you, keeps them away. The chicken is what gives you life, and then obviously that gives you the heart, which is life. So he comes over with this garlic, yeah, and I'm like, that's amazing, I love it. I said, on the t-shirt, they've got three items. They've got a garlic, a heart, and a chicken. I said, you couldn't go back and find a chicken and a heart for me, Kedja. He's like, Nick, I don't think they do the squishy balls in hearts and chickens. I was like, ah, oh, just go and find them. But then I had a picture with, like, the devs and everything, and the dev was like, look, can I get a picture of you playing the new DLC? And that's what we've actually come to talk about. But I haven't actually played more than what I played at the show. I don't know if you've played it. It's actually called Tides of the Fuscari, and I hope I've pronounced that right. Um, and basically, it just brings loads of new stuff. So you've got eight new characters in the game. Uh, when I was at the show, I played it. This was probably two weeks before release. Was it two weeks before release? It was about that, wasn't it? Um, about a week before release. About a week before release. And I played it, and I, I picked a random dude, didn't I? I'd like, picked this random character... Oh my god, he was so overpowered. He was like, fire. I can't remember what it was now, but he was just walking around killing everything. And you were going, 
overpowered, man. So overpowered. And then I actually died 10 minutes in. I didn't even make it to the end of the level. Um, but but this DLC, uh, it's got a lot of stuff in it. So it's got like one new large stage, uh, which has all different enemies spawning in it in different areas. Uh, eight new characters. Um, 13 new weapons and evolutions. Now, do you even do the weapons and evolutions when you play, Russ? So I go for the best option that will keep me alive. So I try to focus. If, if, if I'm focusing on like getting the character unlock or I'm focusing on like doing stuff in the level itself, I focus on garlic book and holy water to make sure I stay alive. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, do you, do you understand that if you get the, the garlic and say whatever its evolution is, do you know how to go in the menu and look at the picture and it shows you the yellow circles? Yeah, they're like the two separate things it has. It's like with the two birds, where if you got both the birds and you level both of them up to max, you get like a parakeet. Like it's like a rainbow yeah, but, parakeet. No, but do you understand that if you say pick up the garlic straight away, yeah, mm. what will happen is when you go into the menu and you go to the section where it shows you all the weapons, the garlic will now have a yellow circle over it, meaning you've got that one. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. I've got the garlic there, but then there's the evolution of that. Yeah. When it goes past, so, it becomes so then, like the dark garlic. Yeah, so basically you look at the garlic, you go, oh, I've got garlic, it's got a yellow circle around it. And then you look at the one next to it and you go, all right, the garlic goes with the book. I don't know if that is the right way, but the garlic goes with the book. And then you know, oh, I can see that I've got the garlic because it's got the yellow circle around it. Now I need to get the other yellow circle around the next one. And then you get the evolution. But as you... I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. People don't realize that because it makes the game so much easier. Because what you do is you press pause, you pick up, say, say you pick up the knight's glove. You know, the metal glove. Yeah. What you do straight after that, pause the game, just look at the menu, yeah, the button at the bottom. It will show you a picture on screen, and it will show you you've got the glove with a yellow circle around it. And then you can go, oh, I need to pick up this for that evolution. And then so you know which ones you're going for, because there's some major achievements for getting six evolutions in one round. Really? Yeah, and then you unlock a whole secret menu. And this is what I was saying. You've just been playing the game on the most basic level. But if you unlock the next bit, you'll get a secret section open up. Then you'll get like an, another... I'm not going to give any spoilers. Then you'll get... There's loads and loads of add-on secret sections as you go. And then you'll get to the point where evolutions... You'll need like two evolutions of two weapons. And then you'll need to collect their evolutions. And then that makes a new weapon. that opens up on the other side. And then there's new weapons to get. And in this Tides of Ascari, you've actually got 13 new weapons and evolutions, which which lay, layer up on top of each other. So where I'm at in the game at the moment is because I've been going through the secret menu, which you haven't even got yet. There's an unlocked secret menu. And what happens is it yeah. tells you all the achievements on Xbox in this menu, and you go through them, and they get like 5 or 10 points each. And you get addicted to getting all of them, like... One of them is in every level you've got to get to the 31st minute. By getting to the 31st minute of the game, so obviously it finishes at 30 minutes, the Grim Reaper comes. To get to the 31st minute, you've got to have the little one with time evolutioned. And you need to have another one for life evolutioned. Because them two will give you enough power to run away for long enough that you get to the 31st minute. But this is what I'm trying to say to you, Ross. There's loads and loads of stuff. There's one mission where you've got to get to the end of the mission to get the yellow sign, which is a big unlock, and it unlocks more stuff. Unlocks upside-down mode and stuff like that. There's, there's, like, loads of these game modes. So as you go through it, there's actually loads and loads of stuff. Um, and obviously, this Tides of Ascari makes it a lot easier because it's got a lot of, like, more overpowered characters. 
Um, there's seven new music tracks, but I'm not really into the music tracks. Um, and there's 21 new achievements. Do you know your achievement points on that game? Um, see if you can get your achievement points up and see if you can get my achievement points up. Um, I can get my achievement points up here right now. On your and phone. I can actually have a, yeah, I can have a look at what my score so is on that game. The new stage that they've put in is called Lake Fuscari, um, which looks pretty good. Uh, I'm actually at the point where the game is becoming long for me now because every game lasts half an hour and it's really cool. Um, I've got 80 achievements so far um, on here and that gives me a score of 585. Yeah, I think I'm on like 900 and something. So what you need to do is go back into game, go to the, um, it's not, I don't think it's called achievements. It's got something like unlocks. And then when you go to that unlock, that again, it's the problem with the reading. That's why you've not done this. This is why you've not seen it. Um, if you go to that unlock section, it will tell you, and it's very short, so you can you don't have to get into game. So you can sit there and work out what it says um, over time. Like it won't be a very quick thing for you to do, but you can go there and you can do it, and you'll yeah. see that there's unlocks. And then what happens is, Ross, every time you go into the into the game, rather than just playing it for fun, you're like, I need to do this in this game. I need to get six evolutions. I need to get the yellow sign. I need to find a secret door. I need to kill this monster. And the game will open up to a level for you where, oh man, it's so addictive just trying to unlock everything constantly. Man, I, I enjoy the game because it's quite chill for me and it's quite simple. There's no... with I'm normally a first-person shooter type of guy and there's normally so many different inputs that yeah. you have to do. With this game, it's just like you walk about and try not to die. That's yeah. all you have to do. It's just <laughs> Alcohol, try not they to just die. Said, is there a complete blank look on Ross's face, or is it just me? Yeah, that's because I've just oh, opened just up face. his mind. I've just opened up his mind. Um, but no, you've got to you've got to look into what I'm saying because it's going to make this game go from here to up here because it's it's it gives you so much to do in game rather than just Man, trying. To, I... I can complete any single level just playing the game, but when you start unlocking all these secret modes and all the the map starts doing crazy stuff. You get teleported into some like crazy levels and stuff like that. It becomes crazy. Like maybe me and you should play it one day. Maybe you stream and I'll sit on and voice it with you, and I'll explain <laughs> for you what to do, and then we'll do it together on a stream. You'd be like Ross, quickly give me control. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, because the other thing that's in this game, which and again you didn't know, is it's got streamer mode in this game. I don't know how to activate streamer mode. So you I've just go into that. options. There's a little tick box saying streamer mode, activate it, and it will put a tick in it, save it. And what it does is, you know every time you pick something up, uh, or every time you get one level of XP, it will let you unlock something. And it gives you, like, uh, three different options to unlock. Yeah. Basically, the Twitch viewers get to put one, two, or three, um, and then they pick what you get. So you're just running around, and they're picking all the evolutions for you. Um, which is really good, because it lets them take control of your game, and it brings a lot of people in. Uh, it's really, really fun. I have to try that this weekend on Saturday on the twitch.tv forward slash Rosslight. That is twitch.tv forward slash Rosslight. If you guys want to come check it out on Saturday about 1pm, I'll be doing that. <laughs> if I'm around, I'll jump on um, and try and uh, guide you to to the new places. Guide me to the motherland. Yeah, because of... there's, there's a lot of stuff on there, which is really cool. Uh, and that's Vampire Survivors. Cheers, Vampire Survivors, for the t-shirts, the garlic... The free keys. And if no one... Someone... Did anyone take the key? Like, if someone didn't take the key, someone put the key in Steam and see if this, if they want it. And if no one takes it, 
Like, don't let me know if someone's taken it or not, because otherwise I'll give it out. Um, and I'll tell you what, if no one has taken the key, I'm just going to say it over the podcast. Uh, and this is what you need to put. So you have to reverse this and keep listening to it to get the keys, the, the, the stuff back. So E four eight R L. It's used. Oh, someone's got it. <laughs> Forget it then. <laughs> awesome. They just took it and didn't say anything in the chat. They're Someone like, got it. Someone now. took it and used it. It's gone. <laughs> the game's only like three quid, and I think the DLCs are only one pound something. Was it me? Uh, right, let's move on then. Let's move on. Uh, Ross, I believe you've got a game you want to talk about as well um, called The Binding of yeah. Isaac. That's another good yes. little game. The Binding of Isaac, yes. It's another awesome wee little game. Um, kind of similar to Vampire Survivors in terms of it's a scroller game. You pick up new upgrades. And stuff like that. You are a crying child who is put into a. So it's like you in real life. Huh? (laughs) I said like you in real life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like me in real life. A salty child when you get unfollowed. Well, there there is there is actually a salt character that you can unlock. Um. Uh. But yeah, there is tons of characters for you to unlock. There is tons of abilities for you to unlock. It's basically like a dungeon crawler with RNG put into place. So there's tons of different items that you can collect up as you're going through this dungeon area and you can build up how you actually want to play through the game. It's a very difficult game, I'm not going to lie. I found it very difficult, personally. Some people might find it very easy to get through. It's about learning, though. Yeah, it's about learning as you play and also as you play, you unlock more and as you unlock more, you get more cool stuff, you get more items, you get something called... um, Crimson, which is basically you blow out a laser at your mouth and destroy all the enemies. You pick up flying, where you can fly about. It's a really cool game, and uh, I feel like it's it's old. It's an old game. I think it is it old because I has... I think I played that on the Xbox as well. Is it on the Xbox? Was that on the 360 or not? It was on the 360. Yes, uh, Binding Isaac. Yeah, uh... so I played that for an achievement hunting, um, and it is what it is. It's like it's it's a very very. Uh unique little game it's like you've got your one screen is a room isn't it yeah and on that room you've got a door at the top door at the bottom door on the left door on the right and some are closed off and some aren't and you'll get little puzzles to do and you've just got to try and get from room to room basically um it reminds me of like the old school like zeldas and stuff where you used to have to go through doors and then the, the screen would move over um and you'd go through and it'll be like monsters in there and in order to like one of the doors might have a grate on it would it and it'd be like locked and you like have to find a way to kill the enemies that are firing lasers everywhere. Um, and you just relentlessly keep dying and starting again and dying and starting again. It's all about repetition and actually improving as you play yeah. through it. Learning and also you, room. You, have, you could have like an amazing run through the game and get to like the final boss and just die. And then that's it. It's brutal. There's no save points. There's nothing like, oh yeah, you can get, just head back to this point over here. Yeah. There's no, no revives. Once you've lost all your lives, that's it. You're dead. You have to restart. It's the kind of game you and complete, every... and then you're like, I'm not playing this again. <laughs> well, the fun, the fun thing about it is, every single time, it's a newly generated world. Each world yeah. has a unique seed to it. So no world is like the other. So you kind of learn the mechanics well, of the game, and through learning the mechanics... Not totally true, because the, 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 the rooms are still the same. The rooms are the same, but it's hundreds of rooms. So... When you say it's like a seeded, uh, unique game, it's procedurally generated, but it's what room you get is what's generated in different order. 
So you could go into yeah. a really easy room and get a really good weapon, or you could go into the normal room and get a normal weapon. They're different on every single game, so you get a lot of variation, basically. Yeah, you get a lot of different variation and different things that can happen. There's one character in there that I've seen that I would never, ever get, and it's called, um, I believe, Hush. And you get this character by playing through with a character of only one hit. So you can only play through this game on the hardest difficulty with one hit. And you can't get hit once, otherwise you just die. And it's absolutely insanely hard. I don't know why people play these, like... Because you get a lot of games that have, like, this mode. Um, I can't remember what name it is. What's the name of the mode? It's like, it's got, like... It's like the hardest mode. Like Hardcore. No, there's a hardcore mode, but there's actually an other one as well. It's even harder than that. It's like, you, you can't do anything. I personally would never play it on these levels because it just becomes... It's not fun for me anymore, man. It just turns into, like, me just getting angry. Godlike. Where you're trying to get through. <laughs> um, Shell said it's actually based on the Bible. I don't know if that's true. Fun fact, she says. There is um, Bible verses in there, and there is a lot of religion-based art in there in terms oh, of really? that like this holy tears yeah because um your mother is kind of predicted as like the devil and the bible is supposed to like save you it's supposed to be like a very religious household there's oh, right. quite a lot of law behind this so in the binding isaac when you actually do complete the game you crawl into a chest and the theory is when he crawls into that chest he actually dies and becomes a dead child and then it restarts the game. Nice. But yeah, yeah. The, um, it is. I would not say it's for your children for this game. It's um, I would say eighteen plus. There is it's a not lot an eighteen plus though, images. is it? I think it's actually a sixteen plus. I'm not too I'm sure. Check it. Yeah, check that out real quick uh, because I'm not too sure about that. Oh, that's. I've gone to. Re I've gone to the new one, Rebirth. But you're talking about the original, aren't you? Yeah, there is Rebirth as well, Binding Isaac Rebirth. They kind of mix into one. There's actually loads and loads of this version of the games. Um, yeah, because I can't find the first one. I can only find Rebirth. Um, I think Rebirth and the first one are both the same game. Oh, it's right. just it's got renamed. And it is, uh, by the looks of it, it comes up with a warning uh, when you first go on it. So I think it must be an over-18. It doesn't say over-18 anywhere. Uh but it must be an over 18 because you have to click in before you can actually get into the game. You have to put your date of birth in. Yeah. Well, what they did with this game as well, they did one of the best out-of-game experiences I've ever seen in terms of a... There was a character that the community community could unlock by going to a website and okay. then, like typing in a code and doing like a secret uh, mission when they have to like search for this character in the real world, and it was the greed character, someone actually figured it all out. Did, I think it's an RNG or something like that, where they have to figure out all these secret messages, yeah. um, go to all these different websites, get these numbers from the stars or something like that, and then they get given like a um, address to go to, where they have to dig up in a certain location. And they actually did all that, the community, and they unlocked the character in the game, and it was a major thing on Reddit a couple of years ago where they were just like, oh my god, they finally found the character. And it, all it was was just like, greed has been unlocked. And that's it. There was no story <laughs> behind it. Nothing like that. It's just like, yeah, this character. Yeah, you see that in a lot of games. I remember uh, No Man's Sky saying, everyone try and get to the center of the galaxy. What happens? We start again. 
I don't know if that's true, but it was something like that. Boring. Um, but yeah, Binding of Isaac. I played that probably for five minutes. What is that it? Yeah, because I got stressed out. <laughs> he got he got so annoyed with me. This is like, a game I'm for good. hands. If you like, if you like, um, uh, what's the, what's them two games called? I can't think of the name of the games. Why can't I think of the name of these two games? What's the two hardest games? Soul. I don't know. Soul. Soul. Oh, Soul Bond? Nope. Oh, my God. Soul. Someone <laughs> type it in the chat. God, leave me hanging here, man. I have no idea. I'm just like, what is it, Nick? Come on, Nick. Can you tell me the game? Souls-like. Yeah, so um, Dark Souls. And the new one, which his hands is always going on about, the one where Gray's been playing. I can't think of the name of it. You'll know what I'm talking about, anyway. You know, gaming best gaming podcast here ever. Yeah, we know all the games, but we don't know the names. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we know what they kind of uh, like. Elden Ring. That's it. Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Elden right. Ring. Let's move on. If anyone's got any questions or anything, put them in now because we're on to the last one for Shell. Um, and we're coming up to the end of the show anyway. Uh, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to read it out. So Shellbug says, question for today's pod. Um, I'm looking to get into getting a new headset um, soon. As I can't use my Blue Yeti microphone currently, I am looking for a headset with the best mic quality. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, one with clarity and without the tinny sound. Well, I would say the first bit of information is don't go for a cheap £30 headset because you're going to get a tinny sound with any of them like that. You need to go over, like, the £80 mark, uh, and then you'll get a decent headset. I will always stick with, and Shell, I know that you already know this, uh, the Arctic 7s do have a good mic, and they're very lightweight. They've got a nice headband. They're very comfortable. Um, I always try and go with them, but they have gone they have gone proper up in price recently, like 200 quid now, which is crazy. I bought them for, like, 80 quid, and then they went up to 150 and now like, 200 um, for the Arctic Pros wireless. Uh, what do you use, Ross? Myself, uh, I use the AROG headset that I've got at the moment, but what I will say what was used quite a lot by Exit 7 was the EPOS. Uh... Yeah, so I've got them here. The EPOS... Uh... Actually, EPOS... I've got... H6 Pro. Yes, wait a minute. Yeah, mine are, mine are there, look. But <laughs> mine, are, mine are better than yours because mine are the limited edition white ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the uh, <laughs> the the Pass H6 Pros are absolutely amazing headset with a detachable mic. Very useful, good sound quality. Um, quite pricey though. Again, if you're looking for a cheaper option for a short-term fix, I would go with Razer Nagas because uh, they're quite good for what they are. They are wired, they're not wireless, um, but they are really good. Um. Shell says she's currently looking at the Corsair uh, Virtuoso uh, RGB wireless gaming headset. Um, I've not used them, um, but they're probably about the same price range as well. I will say the EPOS are amazing sound quality, an amazing mic. Uh, it sounds like a professional mic, but what I will say with the EPOS is these you've got open and you've got closed. Uh, these ones we've got here are closed, uh, and basically they are... When it's closed, it means they're noise, they're noise cancelling. Uh, when they're open, it means that you can hear outside of your headphones. These ones we've got right here, man, they're wicked for taking to a show because you can't hear. I could sit next to Ross right here 
and I could shout at him and he won't hear me. But the sound, you're so immersed from the sound inside them that it's amazing. It really, really is cool. Um, Nick, what, how does on. that work? How does it work where you shout at me and I can't hear you whilst you're wearing the headphones? Don't you mean I could shout at you and you you wouldn't hear me? Yeah, something like that. But even you saying <laughs> that, I can't work out what you're saying. So it's just, you've mind-boggled me. <laughs> no you mind boggling I'm doing some mind boggling yes I will attest to that at the show I had to shout at Nick a fair few times yeah. and he could not hear me whatsoever yeah, I'm just looking at him going are you talking to me and then like <laughs> I'm going what and you know what I actually did do it in Somnia which was well funny whilst I was streaming I was playing Euro Truck Simulator and obviously I've got these proper noise cancelling headphones on where you can't hear anything outside so what do I go and do I go and let rip the massivest fart you ever hear, thinking that, like, oh, no one heard that. And it's because I had these headphones on, and everybody around me is looking at me, and I must have been like... (laughs) Yeah, it was not the best smell. Yeah, you loved it. You loved it. I couldn't smell it. My brain switched it off. Um, It was beefy. Beefy. Yeah. (laughs) It smelled like vodka. <laughs> had, had, had the chunks in there. Definitely. It smelled like vodka in the casinos, bacon and cheese sandwiches. Oh man! Oh, man. But no, on a serious uh, note, the EPOS are very good. But I would go with the open ones um, unless you're going to be in a very noisy situation because they they are so noise cancelling. It makes your voice sound a bit funny when you're when you've got them on. Um, uh, Gr five hundred two says I have a headset related headset i am the only one in the world with big ears i just can't use 75 over over headsets because they oh yeah i i get this sometimes i get this sometimes and it's even worse with glasses so if i put headphones on with glasses some headphones actually have a cutout now to go around these glasses parts but yeah i get it i've had if you can't see it on here but i actually had my ears pinned back when i was a kid so i've got scars from here because this was back in the olden days man when it first was a thing I've got these big dirty scars from here all the way cut down the back, all the way down to the back of my ears here. And if anyone knows about scar tissue, it's very, very painful because um, it's had all cartilage cut out of my ears. And basically, when I have headphones on, all of a sudden I get these really bad pains in my ears from it. Um, it's similar to the pains you get when your ears... It's like you've only have your ear touched the inside of the cup or the bottom, and it's a proper painful... Uh, <laughs> it's a proper painful thing. Um... What, what's what going do you mean? Go and say it. ears pinned back. Like, so what, my what? ears used to be like this, Ross, but much bigger. They used to be like that. People used they to call just me, cut it out? They used to call me the FA Cup. <laughs> they did. I used, to get called, uh, I used to get called Wingnut. You know, the thing, yeah. you know like the screws with the big flappy bits on them. Um, yeah, so yeah. basically my ears were massive. I could put a photo on Discord if anyone wants to see it. And then what happens is they take the cartilage out the back of your, your ear, they fold it in, they stitch it up, and then it heals sticks back there and it heals up and it stays back nowadays they do it with babies but what they do is they just pin the ear like that and then it just grows like that and that's why i don't see many kids with big ears now um it's a much simpler procedure now than cutting half my head away and i've got quite a big head as well they probably have to cut a lot out <laughs> cut out half the brain you don't need it <laughs> yeah there yeah go. get rid of that other half right there um al said he's poked poked po- poked posted a uh, good recommendation um Right. Check Discord, Nick. I can't check Discord uh, purely because the cameras are on it. And if I take the cameras off, I won't be able to see it. But I'll have a look afterwards. Um, 
yeah, guess what, everybody? Has anybody got anything else to talk about? <laughs> what have you seen in the Discord? Yeah, I've seen the Discord. So basically what he just posted was a uh, string cup with two two bits of cardboard on your oh, right. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You've got the old cup and string, the classic, the classic speakers and, and connection, um, which actually works, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah, because it vibrates, vibrates down the, the string. string. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. But yeah, um, if no one else has got nothing else to say about, it's going to bring us towards the end of the podcast. Um, I would say again, uh, this is going to be going out. I'm going to be making a YouTube video up right now. Um, Ross, whilst you're on here, the YouTube video, do you think I'm best to put it out straight away or to put it out in the day tomorrow, uh, like midday or something, for YouTube mm. numbers? Or if anyone's got any ideas, let me know what you think. It's best just to test it out. This time, I would put it out straight away, but next week, maybe try out releasing it early in the morning, because you can schedule it for different times. Yeah. At the moment, your YouTube is so new, you don't actually have enough data on your YouTube to give you the best times for release. Yeah. General release in the UK, I'm guessing most of your audience population is UK-based, so early in the morning tomorrow Not might necessary. work out, but there's a couple of people in America, Sweden, different time We're zones. We're 50%. Uh... America to we're not we're not fifty fifty. It's like it's a very high number. Well, our community is split mainly between it goes UK, then it goes to America, then it goes to Australia, and then it goes to all different countries everywhere. Um, but every single country generally listens to the podcast. Uh, so it's an all rounder. All I want to say to people though is is we're gonna be pushing YouTube. I really, really, really can't stress enough how much it means to us. If you was to give us a subscribe on the YouTube channel, Extreme Peace UK, like, maybe a comment or even a share of the podcast, because it works out better for everybody. Because put it this way, if Podbean keep going the way they are with the, with the actual podcast on there, I'm going to drop them, which means I'm going to drop the podcast from being on their platform. If I can get it onto YouTube where people can listen through voice, uh, like through hearing, um, on YouTube and get the numbers up on there, it'll be better for everybody because it will be a video podcast. You can watch it back at any time in your own leisure. Um, and it'll work for me as well as everybody else. Cause it puts the good thing about YouTube is when a video finishes, it comes up with a sub, it comes up with, um, the next video or the next clip and they can all be watched any time of the day rather than just live when we're live now. Um, so I really, really do appreciate anyone that would go and do that on YouTube and just spread it around anywhere. You don't have to write anything on it. Just literally copy and paste it and put it on Facebook, put it on wherever, um, and say, like, check out this podcast. Uh, and then the community can help us grow, which means then I can stop worrying about trying to focus on all the problems we're getting with the podcast hosting right now. Do you know what? I emailed them. They're not even emailing me back anymore. Are they not? They've just nah, stopped 100%. And if, and if I was to move from there to another place again, I'm going to get all the problems again. I'm going to lose all the numbers again. Because what technically happens is, I didn't realise is I have to write down all of the numbers for every episode. And I have to move them over and manually data input them all, which is terrible. Um, I, and... I'm still surprised about that, that you have to manually do all that. Because yeah. surely they should have metadata of the past podcast and what stuff like that. No, I... Simple script of like automatically just doing nah, it like that. I actually had to get Al because I don't know very in depth. I know how to do like spreadsheets and stuff, but Al's like a master at it, and he managed to knock it all up quicker for me. But I'd already spent a whole day doing it, and then he came in and fixed it. Um, it was a right, right nightmare. Um, 
But I also would like to get, if anyone watches our YouTube or is looking at our YouTube pa uh, channel or page, any recommendations, uh, if anybody's got any clips they want to send in, game stuff, anything gaming, anything, anything, anything really, just send it to me because I'll put, the, everybody's welcome to come on YouTube channel. If I like the video, it's funny or whatever, I'll definitely get it on there um, and get everybody to see it. So please just get involved. I'll just punch the mic. Sorry for breaking all your speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if anyone's yeah. in the car right now, I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, Shell says she wants a bearded hot tub stream. I could do that. I could do that for you. Well, we can do it together, Nick. As a yeah, I'll get the oil out. Bearded hot tub stream. Yeah, we're both. We're all. We're all you're, not each other up. you're not getting any oil in my beard, though. I don't like it. No, 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 no. Just all over the chest, all, all over right, the back. Right, we'll get all right. it all nice and lubed up. It'll the be, I'll, area. I'll grow out the beard. I'll grow out the beard a bit more. I'll make sure I don't trim it back, and we can make it a proper bearded yeah, hot tub the stream together. Yeah, extreme PC UK hot tub <laughs> time machine. <laughs> Can't yeah, unhear so... that. Gray says. <laughs> Um, but with that everybody that comes to the end of the podcast i really appreciate everybody still coming into the live show um because now it's on youtube we are going to see numbers drop i should think because people can watch it anytime they want so they won't come to the live show uh we'll see how that goes um but yeah cheers everybody that brings the end of the podcast please stick around for the raid i'm going to pass you over to somebody else um, and hopefully the end of the stream works fine. I've re been doing all the stream deck because it got wiped. Uh, let's see how it goes down. Right, cheers everybody. Cheers Ross for coming on, and hopefully we'll have more of the crew back next week. Please get your questions in or subjects. Um, get them into the Discord or whatever, and I'll see you on the next one. Cheers everybody. Bye bye. Bye.